Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Our last study area on kingdom principles of wealth creation. That is how can I become a wealthy Christian? I established that God's intention, God's perfect plan for you is that you should become a wealthy Christian. The reason is because being rich is good, but it's not a safe place to be. This morning I was listening to Dr. Miles Munro and he said, poor people talk about money. Rich people talk about possessions and wealthy people talk about assets. So find your level. Amen. Poor people are always talking about money. How can I get more money? How can I make money? How can I make money? Money, money, money. I don't have money. I want money. Rich people talk about possessions. Oh, no. Look at my car. Look at my watch. Look at my shoe. Look at my dress. Look at my hairstyle. Look at my house. Wealthy people talk about assets. So what does it mean to be wealthy? God wants you to be a wealthy person. Say, I'm going to be a wealthy Christian. Hallelujah. Let's read the book of Ruth, chapter 2. It said, there was a relative of Naomi, Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. I was reading this scripture, and I said, if being wealthy is not important, why didn't they just call his name and, and move on? Why did they mention his name, mention his relationship with Naomi, but they still stated that he was a man of significant wealth? Praise the Lord. And I'm praying that a day is coming when they mention your name, that will not be all. Let them not mention your name. And said there was once an uncle called uh, Kweku, and that's all. Let them also say he was a great man of wealth, and he changed our family history. And he brought honor and dignity to our family. Hallelujah. How many are going to be like that? Let me see your hands. Amen. May it come to pass. I said, may it come to pass. So this man was a man of great wealth. And God wants you to be a wealthy Christian. Wealth creation is about acquiring assets. Everybody say assets. And what is an asset? An asset is anything that puts money in your pocket. Anything that puts money in your pocket is an asset. Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. He had money, but he also had livestock. The livestock was his asset. Why? Because they reproduce every time and give him more money. The difference between money and wealth is that money loses value with time because of inflation. Wealth appreciates in value with time. Let me give you an example. If you have one acre of land in Clagon, how much is a plot of land now in Clagon? Let's say 150,000 Ghana cities. I'm just guessing something. 150,000 Ghana cities. That means one acre of land in Clagon now is 1 million cities. If you have 1 million cities in your bank, you'll be very happy. Your bank balance will be showing fantastic, smiley. In fact, the banks will be calling you almost every time. Ha, we just wanted to check on you. By the way, if you are never called from the bank, it means that... You have a problem. We just wanted to check on you and see if everything is fine. You know, I'm just calling from the so-and-so bank. I just wanted to greet you and check on you and see um, if everything is going well. Is there anything we can do to be of help? Blah, 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 blah. Because you have one million there. And the reason why they're happy calling you is because they are using your money to make more money for themselves and give you nothing. Somebody else has a bank balance of, let's say, 500 cities, but he has one acre of land in Clagon. In five years from now, that one acre of land 
will be selling about 2 million CDs or 3 million CDs or even 5 million CDs. And the person who has the 1 million, the bank will still be calling him because their prayer is that you should not come for the money. The banks will be calling you, but you still have only how much? You have 1 million, but you can't buy an acre of land with it five years from now. Why? Your money has lost value. The quantity is the same, but its purchasing power has gone down. But the person who bought the one million land now, five years from now, he has how much? Five million. So he put in one million and got how much back? Four million. So money has worked for him and given him four million more. So wealth simply means money working for you instead of you working for money. And the only way money can work for you is when you invest it. All right? I have here three things will happen to the money that come into your hands. Every money that comes into your hands, let's use the one million as an example. You can save it and spend it. When time money comes into your hands, three things can happen to it. Either you spend it all, which most of us do. Anytime we get money, we think now it's time to celebrate. Or you save part, and anybody that does not believe in saving, forget about wealth. You are just joking. You save parts and invest what you save. Spend it all, which is where poor people belong. Or you save parts where rich people belong. Or you invest what you save. That's where wealthy people belong. You know some people, they are good at saving. But only that they plan to squander it after they've saved it. Now, I realized long time ago, one of the things that God put in place to help us develop the art and the discipline of saving money is tithing. Now, talk to everybody here who doesn't save. They will tell you the reason why we don't save is because the money is not enough. How many of you agree with me? What you earn is not enough. Is that not it? Good. Ask anybody who doesn't pay tithes. He's more probably will tell you the reason why he doesn't pay tithes because the money he earns is not enough. You know, but God decided to give an instruction which helps you. That as you obey that instruction, you are also acquiring for yourself a personal expertise or a personal discipline which will benefit you in the process of wealth creation. So God said, whether the money is enough or not, 10%, you must not eat it. Give it to me. And everybody here who has been faithful in paying tithe, after some time, you can also go the next step and say, after paying my tithe, whether the money is still enough or not. I'm going to calculate the same amount I pay for my tithes. I'm going to calculate it and save it. And I'm not going to touch it no matter what happens in the house. If you are not a tither, you can never become a successful in the practice of savings. The other thing tithing does for you is that it improves on your financial intelligence. Number one, tithing helps you to calculate your total income over a period. If you are a salaried worker like me, monthly. If you're a business person who is now on salary periodically, you know how to measure your income, either weekly, monthly, quarterly. But Titan says what? 10% of all your income. How many income? All. That means at the end of the month, if you're a salary worker, at the end of the period, you should be able to take a pen and paper or do some arithmetic in your mind and say, this is how much I've made in the whole month. And I mean profit if you are a business person. And you see, the first step to becoming financial intelligent is to be able to do that simple arithmetic. Tell me how much profit you make monthly. And most self-employed traders cannot tell you that. That's why not every self-employed person is an entrepreneur. Titan helps you come to that place of being able to say, this is how much profit I make every month. Then the next thing, after you know how much profit you make every month, you calculate 10%. So Titan teaches you how to calculate Percentages, you see? 
God, in his word, brought to us this important fundamental principle, which I taught last Sunday. Three keys to creating wealth. The first one, financial intelligence. Everybody say financial intelligence. Until you have financial intelligence, you cannot be a wealthy person. You can just become rich and lose all your money with time. That's why most of us, we can remember our parents were very rich when we were young and broke by the time they were dying. When I was very young in primary school, my father was called a rich man, especially in my hometown. If you are calling the first four or five rich people in my hometown, my father's name will be mentioned. By the time my father was dying, nobody mentioned his name among the rich people. Today, we are looking at investments. The second key to creating wealth is investment. Investment. Everybody say investment. What is investment? Investment means acquiring assets. And what is an asset? Anything that puts money in your pocket is your asset. The basic principle here means that financial intelligence teaches you the importance of saving, not spending everything you earn, save part of what you earn, find the right ways to invest it. That's all. So all this thing is not very complicated. I've tried to make it very simple. Managing your money well, cutting down on unnecessary expenditure, saving part of what you earn, and it means you don't waste money when God opens door for money to come into your hands. It doesn't mean that money to get everything in the world per day. Bible says, godliness with contentment is a great gain. Be satisfied with what you have. Buy only what is necessary. Some of you have money in your pockets, and you can never walk past a shop without going in. Things you don't need, you buy. You have enough shoes. Somebody wears, oh, that shoe is nice. Why should he be the only one wearing it? I'm going to buy some. You buy. Somebody does a nice hair, I'm going to do. Somebody buys a car, you have a good car. I don't like this car again, I'm going to buy a new one. You are just competing with people, following people, copying people, wasting money. There's a time to be happy with food in the house and to go to the restaurant only once in a while. There's a time to travel alone until you have enough to travel with your family. Yeah, you can't just start life and every holiday you are traveling your whole family, all your savings, you buy tickets with them, blow all their money and come back home and say life is good. It's good, but you are eating your future away. You are eating your future away. You don't waste money. You manage it and you save and you invest. Deuteronomy 8 verse 12. Let's read Deuteronomy 8 verse 12. He said, lest when you have eaten and you are full and you have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. When you eat and you are full, when you have enough to, to be satisfied with any food you like, to build a nice house and live in, then you are rich. But that's not enough. The next verse says, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, your herds and your flocks multiply. You know, the Israelites were into that level of investment so God could talk to them about heads and flocks because that was their main source of wealth. Cattle, sheep and goats, camels and donkeys, large farms. That was how the economy was driven that time. He said your heads and your flocks will multiply. So their assets were multiplying. If you have 1,000 cows at 4,000 cities per one, that's four million. If it multiplies by two, your money also automatically multiplies. And the cows and the goats, they multiply by giving birth to more. So God blesses the animals so they can reproduce a lot. So they increase in wealth. But the Bible says that when your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and gold also hot multiplies. That means your money increases in value according to the amount of assets you have. All right, so let's look at different kinds of investments. Seven different levels of investments. Number one, human capital. Two, social capital. Three, business. Four, real estate. When we say real estate, we mean lands, houses. That's what I use as an illustration. And other property. Number 
five is the money market. That means buying treasury bills and, and um, fixed deposits, mutual funds, the credit union. The last one is the stock market. So what is human capital? Human capital means your earning power. It means the value of your time. How much is your time? You know, they said time is money. Is it true in your life? Is it true in your life? You can tell people whose time is no money because they waste it. Are you doing something? No. What are you doing today? No. Can you, can you take me to town? Yeah, let's go. Somebody else, one hour is a lot of money. So human capital means ability to generate income with your own personal abilities, knowledge, and skills. Ability to generate money by yourself. Put your business aside. Put your properties aside. Put all your investment in stock exchange in fixed deposit, put everything aside. In other words, I want to ask you a question today. If you lost everything you have, what will happen? That is human capital. I was trying to look for a different word to use because this word is more academic. I wanted to use something more biblical, but I went round, round, round. I said, let me leave it like that. Let me give you a little history. You know, in management, like 50 years ago, management addressed employees and workforce as personnel. How many of you have heard personnel manager before? personnel, stuff like that. In fact, some people who are late are still using it. But about um, 30 years ago, some of the leading management experts from some of the top investors in the world, like Princeton, Stanford, Harvard, they came about that human beings are not just tools we use at work, but they are a resource that could be developed until they become an asset to the company. That human beings can be developed until they become what? an asset to the company. Because until then, human beings were tools that were used to make money for the company, and they are paid. But the concept of human resource management came about because a new understanding of people, management experts came that human beings could be developed until they become an asset to the company. Now, the issue of human capital came out of human resource management. Human capital came about after this discovery in management that every individual person can develop his potential. Everybody said potential. Every human being is endowed with potentials that he can develop until the person becomes an asset to himself. Let, let me just explain something to you. Human capital means you can develop your own potential until it becomes an asset to yourself. Asset to yourself means that it has the ability to bring money to you the rest of your life. That means they can take everything you have by yourself standing here. You can generate money. And let me say that you may never hear this in any seminar on wealth creation, you may never read this anywhere, but this is what God taught me. Probably I'll tell the story another time. 2009, the Lord spoke to me and said, before you think about buying assets or doing anything, invest into yourself first. The Lord spoke to me, I put something in you, but you need to develop it. How many remember a few years ago, people lost banks that they built from the scratch? So you see, let's learn from everything happening around us. People have lost banks. Now, among the seven banks, some people are down for life, for what happened. Some people are moving on. So let me ask you, what will you do? So you see, before you rush into the other levels of investment, you as a human being, you are a money-generating machine. We can get some examples. Genesis 30. And it came to pass, when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, 
to read the scripture. Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country. Jacob was an employee for, I think, about 20 years. Because seven years for Leah, seven years for Rachel, and then some few more years until Joseph was born. It was about 22 years, according to most theologians' commentary. I want to go and start my own business and start live my, on my own. Uh, listen to this, 26. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. For you know my service which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, please. Now, when you want to leave company and they start saying please, it means you have become an asset to the organization. If all you do is earn salary as the days go by, and that sometimes they wish the day you are you close and you are going home, they wish you would not even come back. It means you are just a liability to the company. And God did not create you to only live on salary. Everybody listen to me. Nobody will love you enough to tell you this except me. Amen. I don't care how much you earn. That's not your destiny. That's not your destiny. Because the question is, most of you, with all that you earn, if they say go home today, pastor has to pray more. So you, are, you haven't reached anywhere. That's why when I see people get little job with one car from a loan and they start fooling around, it annoys me. You haven't reached anywhere. I have to keep praying. They shouldn't suck you. And you are misbehaving. You should understand me. I have to keep praying. They should not suck you. Because I am thinking about your children. What will happen to your children if they suck you? So I have every right to be angry when you are in this church and you are misbehaving. You are living on God. You won't come to church. We have to beg you to come to church. You won't pray when we are doing programs. When we are doing music, when I'm doing a seminar, you won't come because now you have a job and you have one car. I mean, is it not silly? Use me to use that word. It is unintelligence. I need to tell you this. Jacob wants to leave his employer. The employer said, please, stay. If I have found favor in your sight. Between employee and employer, we should be asking favor. Employee asks favor, but when you understand human capital development, your employers ask for favor from you. That is what brought about the world we call poaching. Some people are looking for a job now, but there are people who have a job. Another company is offering them a higher salary. In fact, we'll give you double how much you earn if you can agree to move to our company. We'll give you double. Please stay if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience, the experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Give me the amplified version of this, verse 27. And Laban said, if I have found favor in your sight, I pray you, do not go. For I have learned by experience, and from what? And from the omens in what? Divin in Laban is not a Christian. He was not a God worshiper. He had idols. Remember, the daughter, Rachel, stole one of his idols. This guy is an idol worshiper. The prosperity in his business, he said, no, this thing is, uh, let me find out. When he went to the diviners to divine, they told him, the day this guy leaves your company, you are finished. Do everything to retain him. That is why he gave Leah to Jacob to delay his departure. Because he knows that Another seven years, more money is going to come. I have learned by experience first and also from the omens of indivination that the Lord has favored me with blessings on your account. Amen. Then he said, state your salary and I will give it. State your salary 
and I will give it. Verse 29. Jacob answered him, You know I have served you, and your possessions, your cattle and sheep and goats have fed with me. For you had little before I came, and it has increased and multiplied. And the Lord has favored you with blessings whenever I turn. But now, when shall I provide for my own house also? 31. Laban said, What shall I give you? And Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. In other words, I don't want money. I want a share in the company. Hallelujah. I want a share. If you will do this one thing, of which I'm about to tell you, and I will again feed and take care of your flock. 32. Let me pass through your flock, removing from it every speckled and spotted animals, and the spotted and speckled among the ghosts shall be my wages. No employer should agree to this kind of terms. He said, well, if you said I shouldn't go, I have only one thing. You have to pay me well. How much? He said, I don't want salary. I want a share. From now, all your animals, if they give birth to spotted animal. Like in, in other words, black and white, brown and white, any spotted. The one that is pure. One, pure black, pure white is yours. Spotted is mine. By the time Jacob is saying that, he knows that these guys' animals, they give birth to more spotted. So if you are a smart employer, you should say what? No. Well, look at verse 33. So later, when the matter of my wages is brought before you, my dealing will be evident and answer for me. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goods and black among the sheep, if found with me, shall be counted as stolen. Verse 34. And Laban said, what? Good. Laban said, what? Good. How could this deal be a good one? It's like I build my own company. One employee said I want 50% of the share. I mean, no smart employer should do that. But when one employee becomes important, and it's happening in today. Do you know it's happening today? Yeah. Until last year, a football club like Barcelona... Only one guy makes all the decisions. Which player they should get? And which one they should sack? One player. If he says, I can't play with this guy, that guy is gone. One player. Until last year. Because I kept asking myself, you build your company around one player. This guy is growing old. As I was thinking of it, I think they are also thinking. How many of you have heard the word intellectual property before? How many? Intellectual property. Is it a physical asset? No. Why do they call it a property? That means there are assets that are not physical. So next time, before you judge somebody by how many lands he has, how many businesses he has, think again. And there are some of you here today, before you go think of lands and houses, ask yourself, what do I have? So I put in some slides here. Oprah Winfrey earns how much? $300 million a year just from talking. What kind of investments will give you that kind of equity? That is at the time I was doing my lesson outline. I did this thing two years ago. I don't know how it is now. Lionel Messi earns 108 million pounds a year. So why is one club willing to pay one person this amount of money? Because he brings more money to the club than 108 pounds. And even this one, there are rumors it's not, that it's not true. That it's more than that. Because I think until last year, his actual contract fee was not known. It was outrageously so high, the club decided to keep it concealed. But they were paying it, by the way. But how many of you know that guy had to do a lot of work to get there? If he was still playing socks ball in his neighborhood, he would never have earned this. Probably there are people more talented than him who never got anywhere. But it is discovering your potential and developing it. Discovering your potential and developing it. There are movie actors who make $20 million in one movie. Pastor, are you not lying? Go and check. Doesn't it sound outrageous? You act one movie, $20 million. It means two per year should be enough. What do you think? And $20 million is a lot of money. But I can tell you, those guys, they do a lot of hard work. They do a lot of things. They do a lot, lot, lot of work. And my greatest surprise is they are still acting till now. Why? 
because acting is their passion. You know, when you come to Ghana, Ghanaian actors and Nigerian actors, they act small, get one house and a car, they don't act again. Have you realized it? Oh, yes. Some of these Nigerian actors that were so good, they are now directors and a lot of titles. No more acting. And it's not that they have too much money, too. Because in Africa, little money. You know, in, in Ghana, when they see somebody a celebrity, it means he showed up on TV once a while. Celebrity. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a governor of a whole state. He's still acting. Chuck Norris is still acting. It's almost 80. These guys are not doing it for money. It's a passion. But you see, when you know the investment you have made into your life, you can't retire so early. So it means that there are people when you meet them, as they move, money is moving. You can do the same to yourself. I said you can do the same to yourself. Amen. Yeah, you can do the same to yourself. So how do you, how do you develop your human capital? Let's finish with that. Instead of going about blaming your uncles, aunties, blaming your father for not taking care of you, blaming your friends for not helping you, blaming your company for not paying you enough salary. I mean, it's one of the things I, did, I would discourage forever, which some of you don't like, is joining demonstration for salary increment. Use that time to do something on yourself. Amen. Do you know Sinach? She flies first class ticket now to go and sing everywhere in the world. Sinach is hosted by people as great as Benny Hinn. Musicians, are you hearing me? Sinach is not paid by her church. She supports her church because she's so rich. She flies first class tickets. People like Benny Hinn, her song, Waymaker, made the best song of all time. Which year? It was last year, 2020. And the people who did this rating were in America. So even the ability to sing is a whole wealthy resource which somebody has used to make millions. Somebody else is sitting on it till he dies. And the blame is not God or the devil. It's ourselves. Put your hand on your chest. Somebody says myself. Only one person must be blamed for my destiny. That one person is myself. Not God. Not the devil. Not my enemies. Myself. How do you develop human capital? Number one, education. Education. Recently, one young man came to me. He's in the university doing a very important course, and somebody offered him a land to buy. So he wanted to defer the course and use the school fees to buy the land. Why? Land is an asset, isn't it? But I know better. I told him, no. You can always get land to buy later. And maybe by the time you finish that course, you could buy something bigger. Put the money into education. Because we are not taught to see that education is an investment. It is an investment. It is an investment. Are you hearing me? And some of you have money to study more, but you are stingy on yourself because you think it's waste. I spent 15,000 Ghana cities in 2016 for my master's program. I've made more money. I have a self-generated resource that gives me money. Education. When I say education, I mean all the levels. Academic intelligence, financial intelligence, emotional intelligence. You know, the reason why some people are poor is because emotionally they are not intelligent. If you don't have emotional intelligence, you cannot be a good employee. You cannot build a great business. You cannot work with a team. You can, you know, you cannot do a lot of things. You can have a great gift, but you cannot use your gift to build a great industry. Education means don't rest at first degree. Get a master's degree. And then, if possible, get a PhD. And when you are done, get another master's degree. And educate yourself. The more education you have, the more options you create for streams of income to come into your life. Get professional qualification. That means don't just get academic certification. Get professional qualifications. Amen. Yeah, recently I was talking to an artisan. Very good, very skilled. I said, there are some places you cannot get the contract because 
You don't have a qualification. I said, go and take this particular professional course. It is not the skill you need, but the qualification gives you credibility. Everybody say credibility. Yeah, that's it. That's the word. That's why we got the word credit. And you know credit means money. Oh, you don't know. Yeah. Develop your skill to become an excellent professional. Create a personal brand with your unique competencies. Brand. Everybody say brand. You know, the word brand is such a powerful thing today. You see, Proverbs 22 verse 1 says, a good name is better than riches. You know what that means? It means that people buy items because of the name on it. It's not because the thing is nice. Because of what? The name on it. And that name has credibility. For example, any useless phone with that Apple mark at the back, Apple that they've chopped part of it, it has more value than the nicest techno phone. It is not the phone. It's the name of the person who did it. That means if your name becomes valuable, you can put that name on anything. It sells. That's what the meaning of a good name is better than riches. So if you protect your name and you develop your name to become credible in the marketplace, it brings you a lot of money. When you do shoddy deals, you do shoddy things, you don't perform well, you don't pursue quality, you do things substandard, you do everything anyhow, you quarrel with everybody, you fight everybody at the workplace, you destroy everything. You see, you are messing your name up and you are losing money. I've got invited in places because I was recommended by somebody. Yeah. There are people who may never know you, but they can ask somebody, what do you say about Richard? And that's it. There are people when they write a book now, by the mere appearance of their name on a book, everybody's going to buy. You buy to go and read only to realize there's nothing in the book. But the guy who wrote that book is such a learned person, is such a brilliant person. So your human capital has to do with develop potential and your uniqueness as a brand. Your uniqueness as a brand. Uniqueness. Create a uniqueness for what you do and do it well. Be known for something. Be noted for something. Be outstanding about something. Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all. If there is something you can do very well, better than everybody. It takes hard work to do that. It takes seriousness to do that. You cannot come, come about that with laziness. No. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your word. We ask that you give us wisdom to become all that we're born to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.